Welcome to We Talk Games, Arcade Weekly, but not Arcade Weekly. <laughs> we still own that, right? Arcade Weekly? I think so. Oh my gosh, the story's so convoluted by now, everyone's forgotten. <laughs> I have. I haven't. Hopefully, Tishka Honeypot, what are we doing? <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll be able to... What do we own anymore? Wrap that up. Okay. Today's, is Stinky uh, alive? Stinky is still alive. Uh, he's on vacation right now. Uh, that's all I got. I, I didn't have time to think of anything. Else. That's okay. I put you on the spot. I apologize. Okay. I am Wiggly on the uh, Skype pipe, uh, whatever the fuck it is. Kyle Von Kubik. Ah oh, man. What happened? That's the listener. I'm I'm acting as the listener. Oh, they, hear, he doesn't, they, they don't like you on. They're like, ah, oh, really? I was hoping for the other guy. Dude, they they love us together. These are the ones with the highest ratings. Well, all right. Because we are young and fresh, and here we go. We will go. Let's go. Actually, Wiggly, this is an intervention. <laughs> is it? Because you've been spending too much damn money. Oh, my gosh, have I. Yes, yes. Oh, we, my we gosh, have I. We had a conversation I. about all these different things a couple weeks back, and you seem to have bought all of them. Yeah, when we did the episode about what we haven't been playing lately, which, again, this should be probably not what we haven't been. This will be what we have been playing. When we did when we did what we haven't been playing lately, right. I, I liked my descriptions of everything so much <laughs> that I bought every one of the things I described. <laughs> right. So uh, so that's what I'll be talking about when I'm going through a change of life, 52. By the way, I don't say I'm old anymore. What do you say? I say that I'm the elder among my peers, but oh, I, I okay. won't say, oh, I'm an old man. Because, you know, fuck, I look good, you know. Sure. sure. Do you like apples? <laughs> no, I you don't. Know? Two 21-year-old twins tried to pick me up. How do you like them apples? Oh, very good. Okay. Yeah, suck it. I uh, didn't say a word. Suck it. Such contention. Suck it, everybody. Suck it all, you all. Suck all, you all. So uh, I'm going to guess Hey, so, you know, yes, I laid what? a floor in my house. You know what I said afterwards? What? I'm fucking old. I'm an <laughs> old man. I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. Wow. Yeah, at 36, wow. uh, I had no problem saying I was an old fucking man. Wait till you get 50, then you'll get a lot more stronger. Sure. And open. dumber. I got I got dumber than I was when I was in my twenties. I'm thinking how good I used to be. I'm strong. I say that strong. often. I I, I say uh, yeah. I used to be good. I say that a lot. Do you say that a lot? Yeah. So I did end up buying an arcade one up. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Shutting up. And I got to tell you, so I guess I'll just jump right in talking about the arcade one-ups. Is yeah, that, is that what it. I was going to do, or did I have something else to say before that? I don't know. You talk about those, because I'm interested in it. Okay, so I got the arcade one-ups. Right. And uh, I got the one with Lunar Lander, the one that no one buys. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The big allure of these machines were the control panels or the control decks, because they were proprietary to the games that they were offering. Yes, so you got the trackball for things like Millipede and Centipede. You got the multiple buttons for Defender and um, Asteroids. You got the clicky joysticks for your Street Fighters. And I said, well, if they had a spinny knob, I'd actually be interested in that offering. You know, if they right. had a, a spinny knob console. And little did we know at the time when we were discussing these 
the Lunar Lander one the does have foot, a spinning knob. Four foot arcade, yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, so I looked up, uh, I looked it up in probably Walmart, and I saw that it was twenty dollars off. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I can't afford it, so I might as well buy it anyway." Because twenty dollars <laughs> off, you know, sale. You're saving. That's money in the bank. It's exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I took a screenshot of it because I was like, "Hey, what's that thing on the right side of everything?" Right. And I'll be damned. It was a spinner knob because it had Tempest on it. So Tempest had a spinning knob and, and, you know, was in the middle and everything like that. Right. So I got it in the mail and um, I want to get some of the people from oh, Arcade went up on there because I did call them mm-hmm. and their tech support is awesome. And the person oh, I talked good. to, she That's was good, really yeah. great. Maybe she read from a book a little bit. My spinner knob was a little hard in one place. It wasn't spinning freely enough. Mm-hmm. It rubbed. And it also had a click. But she told me the click is natural. The the people that put them together, it does have a click. But it does. it's a spinner. It's not a pot that has a stop at both ends. It spins okay. freely, completely all around. But it does have a click. And does, it does it have that, mm. how am I going to describe this, a ball bearing feel like with Arkanoid? No, I feel, you, unfortunately, it's it's all plastic, and it's pretty uh, large. Okay. So a lot of right. people are modding their systems to put their own spinner knobs on it. But I got to mm-hmm. tell you, for the price of this yeah. and for the quality of this system, and I'll, I'll talk all about that, it doesn't really matter. You could get by with this until you maybe want to put a, a, a different spinner on it or what, whatever. Okay. Uh, it doesn't interfere with the gameplay, but maybe you want something smoother and not as clicky and not as um, plastic feeling. Mm-hmm. As I was talking to her, like I mentioned, she she told me about how to make it looser. I described it incorrectly. I, I, I should have said that it was rubbing on the one end as if it was crooked, but I, I fixed it. She told me how okay. to fix it. This thing is built so smart, so smartly. This thing is built by a genius. I just, I, I gotta say, I don't know how else to say it. You sent me some pictures when you received the first unit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it looks, and this isn't being disparaging, I don't want people to misinterpret what I'm about to say, but when you had it unboxed, it kind of looked like you were putting together Ikea furniture. It does look like that, but I'll tell you yeah. what, the gloss on the side art and on, well, on the whole outside, right? it's not like a sticker. It's, okay. it's, I don't know what type of paint you would know better than I would, but whatever type of paint it is, those side panels are so shiny. It is ridiculous. It's like they're lacquered on. It is like lacquered, but it's, nice. it's like part of the wood. It's part of the black. Hmm. It is so fantastic. And let me tell you, it's pretty heavy. Even though it's pressed board, it's high quality pressed board. Okay. And the, Regardless of me saying that the knob felt a little plasticky, the ball is a slight bit smaller than a regular roller ball. Yeah, but track ball. Track I, ball. I'd expect that considering yeah. the cabinet's smaller but than it, a regular cabinet. It's very, very easy to get used to, and it's very accurate. I played the centipede, I played the millipede, I played the missile command, um, yeah. and uh, what have you, and it, it works really, really well. So, as somebody who had a really good X arcade setup, yes, I know, actually I've noticed too that that's no longer part of the bar. The pinball machine took that spot. Yes, but my X arcade uh, is up in my in my uh, game room kitchen. Oh, okay. Um, would you say it's 
as good or better than the X Arcade trackball? I would say this feels more like a real arcade system. Oh, okay. Now, maybe maybe the Lumberjacks arcade thing feels like this does, except, you know, maybe better because it has, yeah. I don't know if it has a flat screen in there or what. Uh, they do. A lot, and what's nice about this one-up arcade system is that unlike the X Arcade, you don't have to sit there and set, like, uh, particularly the trackball. Mm-hmm. To set up the sensitivity of that, it, it's not something that the average video game player is going to find easy to do. So oh, this yeah, is something yeah. that's very attractive because it's just like, hey, you put this thing together, you plug it in, and you're going. You don't have to sit there and set up your controls. Like you mentioned, curated games. Sure. Right, right, exactly. So I got it. I put it together. I loved it. It was very easy to sit down at a kitchen table. Mm-hmm. A kitchen table. Believe me, it looked beautiful in the corner of my kitchen, right by my older 50s-style pinkish with green stripes and white stripes. No, I don't know what they are. Swirly. They look like marble, maybe. Table. I sat in the kitchen chair, and it was perfect to play it. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm going to get the stand. We mentioned that there's a one-up arcade stand, and it only makes it a foot higher. I, I, hmm. I thought it made it okay. a little bit more to, yeah. to be a stand-up, but it makes it a foot higher. And I found one for $38. I guess they probably go around 70 by the way, I wanted to send you these pictures. I didn't send you these pictures of these people selling these things on eBay. These things retail for, at the highest, um, $300, okay? You could get them through Walmart. They were GameStop exclusives for, for a little while. So you could get them through GameStop and through Walmart, and they're 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the Asteroids one was um, 270 Okay. 270 $279 probably. It was either 20 right. or $30 less expensive. Most likely because it was probably the least purchased because a lot of the games are in black and white. But it did have right. Major Havoc in it, and I loved Major Havoc. So when Deep I probably cut. played, it, be, yeah, 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 fantastic. Yeah. Vector games are on here, Asteroids. That you got Tempest. It works great with the wheel, even though the wheel has clickies in it. The Tempest works really well with that. And I'm going to talk about the Riser. Okay, yes, the Riser. Yeah. So I got the Riser for thirty-eight bucks. I picked it up. I got to tell you. Putting that together was, first of all, astonishing that it was so small and then you put it together. These instructions are great. And putting this riser together made me feel like I really made something like out of wood. <laughs> it, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was like I did something in wood shop or something. Right. I don't know how these things just make me box. feel that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, just, it's really just a box, but I don't know how... It really made me feel good. Now, can I ask you some questions about the build of the cabinet? Yes, itself? please. Yes, not the please. riser. Okay, the marquee. It's backlit or it's not backlit? Not backlit. Okay, the top of the machine is it hollow or is it open? It is so behind it's the marquee. Oh, it is closed. It's closed. Yes. Okay, interesting. And it has like okay. your safety things on there and the one-up things. And what does the hardware look like? Does it look like a JAMA board or does it look like a little? Raspberry Pi. I got to tell you. This? I got to tell you exactly where all the the power for the system is. I have no fucking clue. It's either be, <laughs> it's either behind the heat sink of the monitor or okay. it's somewhere hidden in the control sticks. There's no ah, there's nothing you could see. 
You can't so see it. So there's nothing inside the cabinet. No, the cabinet's empty. And that's the only wow. thing when I, if, if, uh, if I get to talk to the fellows, I just want to say, mm-hmm. I wish that there was a door on there because, you know, when you put your arcade in, in someplace, it's got to take the place of something else. So if they could have just made that the front open up so I could put my shit in there, that would have been awesome. Because <laughs> honestly, it's just a one ribbon cable goes from the monitor to the control board. Okay. And the so control board. I the, imagine the, there's got to be some sort of like, and I could be yeah, completely wrong. Very small. Some sort of board in the control deck or Raspberry Pi in I, there or something. I think it's. I think it's in the monitor. Uh, that's okay. really where I think it is. But I haven't taken the monitor shields off because I got to tell you, I don't want to beef these up with anything. Even if I could, I don't know if you even can. I know right. that there's a lot of boards out there where people modify, and like I said, people are putting their own spinner knobs on. I thought of putting my spinner hey, you knob know what, on myself. If you want to do that too, like I hear a lot of this. Uh, so we talked about the PlayStation Classic. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I cancel my pre-order. I get that. But other people are like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm just going to hack it. Well, then I, why are you getting it? Exactly. Like, if you want 600 arcade games and an arcade joystick, guess what? That, that thing already exists. Yeah. I don't understand the point of buying this for three times the price and then going through the trouble of hacking it. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You're buying this because this is a, I w- would imagine, a more affordable option for the average consumer to have that arcade experience at home where, like, buying a actual cabinet is going to run you three or four or five hundred dollars and it's going to play a game. Right, right. Where here's the thing that it's curated games, it's new, so you don't have any of the headache of dealing with a broken control deck or a board that's 30 years old or, or a monitor that has burn-in or anything like that. So I get the the appeal of these things. As I said, I just, I'm waiting for the collection that might make me bite. And the other machine that you purchased... Well, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let me finish talking about this. Okay, okay. So the control panel itself, is that what you would call it? A control panel? Where your joysticks and stuff are? And your sure, buttons? Sure, it's control deck, yeah. Yeah, the control deck. It, it has like the glass over top, like the plexiglass over top. Oh, that's cool. And okay. it has a nice speaker hole. And yeah. that's the thing I, I mentioned why I wouldn't want Street Fighter or Neural Games because if you have the Q sound, you only have one speaker. And I'm not too into that. It has a three loud Loudnesses, loudnesses, I guess that's right. Three volumes. Uh, it's not on a slider. It's on a three settings. Okay. I think it's off, medium, and and loud. And it, it's perfect. That You don't need anything else in that. But the control deck is very, very comfortable. This, it looks exactly like an arcade machine, except it's, it's smaller. You know, it's smaller right. than a regular arcade machine, but the quality of it is just like you're buying an arcade machine. And you know, it reminded me of the, I've talked about these a couple times on previous shows, the Moppet video arcade cabinets, which were arcade cabinets designed for children. Uh-huh. So there was like a game that came out called Tugboat and another game called Leprechaun. But these are arcade cabinets that I believe were the same height as these machines, mm. but they were for your six to nine year olds. Mm-hmm. This is definitely for adults. And when I put that riser on it, it was as if I had an entirely different arcade machine in the house. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but all of a sudden now I had a full-size arcade machine, even though it was a smaller scale. Sure. 
And like I said, it only raised it one foot, but it was no longer a sit-down machine. It was now a stand-up machine. And the screen is, I don't remember, 20-inch or something like that. But it looks great. It feels great. It feels heavy. It doesn't move around. It's designed perfectly so that if something happens, you want to change something with with the control board, it can lift right out after you do a couple screws. The screws are wonderful to put in. Just the whole design, the layout of the instructions is perfect. Everything is so good about it. It uses wooden dowels instead of you gluing them in. It just uses them in a way so that you can't put things together wrong. Mm -hmm. So you put your wooden dowels in, and now even though the screws go in the same places on both sides of something, the dowels make it so you can't have one thing upside down. So well, I don't know if that makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, that makes it's sense. It's like goof proof. Except for the stand, you have to just make sure that if you if you put the uh, the riser on, there's just two pieces of wood that you have to make sure are facing the proper direction. But once again, it's really easy to do. The instructions are perfect. That's great. Yeah, man. You only need a Phillips head screwdriver. That's all you need to put this thing together. So does it even come with one of those like little Allen keys? I wish it came with a little screwdriver. I do. Yeah. But instead of that, it came with a bag of one extra screw, one extra dowel, one extra oh, tiny okay, screw. Okay. One. Yeah, so I was really happy to see that in case you you know drop one and you can't find it. Right. So that All was right, nice. So you purchased this. Yes. So you I liked it a it, lot. Loved it. Loved and then it. you saw something else. When I was looking for the risers, because they cost so much, I decided, um, you know what? I have a Best Buy credit card, so I'm going to go to Best Buy. Now, the system I bought was Asteroids, Major Havoc, Lunar Lander, and Tempest. And once again, right. like I said, that was plenty enough for me because it is like a real arcade cabinet. I, sure. I, can't, I can't stress this enough. It's like a real arcade cabinet, except it's brand new. So for right. you to be able to pay $300 for a brand new arcade cabinet, and then you have four games, that's pretty darn good. That's pretty sure. darn good. And even though it's smaller. Now, when we went to Atamwa, uh, wow. who, who did, that's incredible guy was playing yeah. a Defender machine. Ben Gold. Ben yeah. Gold was playing a uh, Defender machine, and that was the exact same feel as these these systems. Yeah, the, the, I imagine when you put the riser on it, it's probably the same height yeah, exactly. and dimensions as a uh, cabaret machine, is what exactly. they'd be called. That's so exactly what it is. it's not a full-size arcade. It's a cabaret one, so you'd see those a lot in bars. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. You got it. You got it, man. And it feels mm-hmm. heavy and good quality like that. We can't, I can't brag uh, enough we, about this. Yeah, and we can't stress enough the importance of accurate controls for some of these games, like playing Major Havoc, or forget Major Havoc for a second, Tempest. You have to play Tempest with a spinner knob. There's a reason why Jeff Minter made it so you could hack in an old Atari Mm. paddle into your Jaguar so yeah. you can play Tempest 2000 correctly. Yeah. Like, uh, the, you know, some the games... Paddles, the racing uh, wheel. I just have to mention it. Racing wheel, yes. yeah. Some games were built around very specific controls. It wasn't just four directions and six buttons or three buttons or whatever. Right, right. Uh, that alone makes these things worth the price of entry. And I, again, I was just waiting for the right collection and it would appear that Wiggly found it. Now, I didn't purchase it yet, but <laughs> yeah, okay. please discuss the second machine. Okay, so what happened was, you know, I looked at these things and I thought, like what we mentioned on the show, I, we have no need for these, but which one are yeah. you going to get? 
Exactly. So I love Lunar Lander, and it's probably the stupidest game that nobody would want, but I love that game. Uh, it's very difficult, and it, you know it's you're going to die. There's no way to play this game for a very long time before you run out of fuel. And why did I even mention the rollerball? I don't know why, but because the other system I would have wanted was the one with the, the rollerball that had Centipede, Missile Command, Crystal Castles, and Millipede. Mm-hmm. So Millipede and Centipede, you know, it's a little bit of a... Mm, but uh, um, yeah, you get you get in the same game twice essentially. Exactly. But Missile Command and Crystal Castles. Some of my friends, Crystal Castles was their favorite game. So I was looking through Best Buy because I have my Best Buy card, and I saw a system there, and it said like Deluxe or something. I was like, what? You know, just trying to price things out. And I was like, oh, maybe I could get a riser. And I mm-hmm. saw this thing. I was like, what the hell? It had all these uh, artwork for the the uh, logos going yeah. down it. Okay. Here's what it is. It's $400, but it has the spinner knob and it has the rollerball. And it has three buttons on one side and two buttons on the other side of the rollerball. And it has the Asteroids collection and the Centipede collection. So you get the four games from Asteroids. Asteroids, Major Havoc, Lunar Lander, and Tempest. On the other side, what you would get with the rollerball games is Centipede, Missile Command, Crystal Castles, and Millipede. But then you also get two extra games for each type of side of this system. You get Gravitar for the Asteroid side with the spinner knob, and then you get Asteroids Deluxe. Now, Asteroids Deluxe is just Asteroids, but instead of having hyperspace, you have a limited shield. So, okay, whatever. (laughs) And then on the rollerball side, you get Liberator and you get Quantum. So you talk about deep digs. uh, Those are deep cuts. I think you get Major Havoc, you get Gravitar, you get Quantum, and you get Liberator. I think those are some, some good, good titles. Plus, you get the riser. So basically, since most people are selling the riser for $80, you're getting... Two machines for the price of one plus four extra games for really the price of one machine and the riser. Right. So I don't know how many more Best Buy has of these, but get a Best Buy card and get this. <laughs> That's what I say. I got to tell you, it, that, that collection with those controls and the look of the machine and your testimonial really makes it attractive to me. And just as a something to compare it to, mm-hmm. you brought up the Lumberjacks machine. Yeah. Clearly, I like the Lumberjacks machine. I would love to have it in my home, but at the end of the day, it's $2,500. Yes. It's a full-size arcade cabinet. It's made by X-Arcade. It does not have a trackball. It's just joysticks and buttons. It has beautiful artwork. It has amazing artwork. The best artwork I've I, ever seen. Because I drew it. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's got that cool Nintendo look of a cabinet with, mm-hmm. if you can imagine, Popeye or Donkey Kong, because that's what it was based off of, or Mario Bros. That's what it looks like. But it's $2,500. And yes, it's got the great X arcade cab- uh, cabinet and, and joysticks. It's got great artwork. It's a full-size cabinet. It has 250 games. With all that said, it's still $2,500. Yeah. That's such a high barrier of entry for the average consumer. Whereas $400 for this system is on par with with consoles that are out now. 
And if you look at your other your your, your first purchase with the One Up Arcade, <laughs> with the other ones that are available, where there's four games mm-hmm. per unit, mm-hmm. you're under three hundred dollars a unit, and you actually have a cabaret cabinet in your home. If you're into classic arcade games and you want to step up that experience past the emulation for a trackball game or a, a spinner game. Mm-hmm. These are very attractive. I hope this company finds a lot of success doing this because I'd like to see what else they do. Because as I expressed on the previous program, to me, it appears that they care very much about what they're doing, particularly with the pulls that they're putting out. Maybe it could just be licensing with budget. Mm -hmm. But Major Havoc is not on the top of most people's top 10 arcade game lists. No. And but it's, it's it, really fun. I mean, it's... Did, it's a great we, game. I didn't review it, but did you review it with somebody on the show? I can't remember if we reviewed it or not. Okay. I do, do know I had it on the list for a while. Yeah, we definitely should. We definitely I can, should. I can go right now to wetalkgames.com slash in the can. <laughs> you can, and I'll tell you more about how this Asteroids and Centipede machine is set up. One side of the cabinet art is set up like the Asteroids machine with all the, the graphics of that, like uh, like the Asteroids machine that I got. And the other side is set up like the Centipede. So you have all the Centipede artwork on the other side of the, uh, the cabinet art. And then the mezzanine has Asteroids and Centipede and sort of like a split of half of each of those. You get Asteroids uh, logo at the top with a spaceship. And then on the left-hand side, you get the Centipede with, this, with the Centipede uh, itself, the green Centipede with the Centipede logo. And then on the bezel art, the one side of the bezel art is Centipede and the other side is, of course, Asteroids. Now, the only thing I want to mention about this is the same type of trouble that you would have with like a MAME emulator. And the reason that my MAME emulator does not have a glass tube on it, it has a swivel monitor. And that is because the games that are set to be vertical on here, if they don't have a color background, if the background of them is uh, black, you can't tell where the edges of the screen are. And that really only hurt me in one game, which was, let's see, in Quantum. Because Quantum, mm-hmm. you have to draw a circle. Quantum is like Kicks. The most metal arcade game The ever most made. metal arcade game. Kicks with no boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's like these, these little balls are floating around, and you got to try to draw a circle around the balls with your rollerball. Yeah, I've never played Quantum. It's really cool, but once again, this is this is like the problems you run in with with some emulations, sure. like a Phoenix or something, or like a Galaga. When there's, it's hard to know where the edges are on, because it's set up as a vertical system. Right now, these systems don't have any type of Wi-Fi, and I don't know if there's any way to update anything on here. But that's the only uh, critique I have of the games that they picked on here. Every other one works fine because if you're doing Liberator, that's just like Missile Command uh, except 3D. So you know where your mm. corners are because you see your guns in the four corners of the of this, the screen. And the globe has a background. The, the Earth has uh, spinning in the middle. And you don't have to move around and, and things like that. Every other game works absolutely perfect without having to worry about the sides. Um, Even Centipede or Millipede, you don't get confused because when you slam against the side, you see the spiders coming in from the side or you see, you know, parts of the ground or whatever. It's not hard to differentiate. 
Right. So what do you got for me? As far as if we reviewed Major Havoc in the past, we have not. Oh, okay, cool. Great. Yeah, so we, we haven't discussed that in the past. I don't know if it was because of control issues or we just never got around to it. I do know it was on our list for a while, but there's hundreds of other arcade games you can hear us talk about <laughs> over on wetalkgames.com slash in the can. Well, if you ever sneak this into your basement one day when your wife's out on vacation. Uh... <laughs> you know what I told her about the second machine purchase you made? Yeah. And she was like, really? She's like, and how much? And I was like, yeah, it's like 400 bucks. She's like, wow, that's that's pretty cheap considering. Like, she knows the value of it. Yeah. She's been around me long enough. But yeah. again, I have to show restraint. Yes, so. yes, I but know. But they me come too. out with that, too you know, bad. Mikey Boogie Wings <laughs> out Foxy's cabinet I want. Uh, eh, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where you have to spin the monitor because you have horizontal and vertical games in there. Well, let's see. You have you have uh, Midway represented. You have Capcom represented. And, of course, Atari represented. And yeah. uh, this is the Atari uh, Deluxe System. One Who up arcade. Get Konami on the horn. You can just, whatever you want from their catalog, you can have. They'll give it to you. I don't you have know. a whole Konami cabinet. I think, oh, and Amco might be represented either now or in the future. And I think they're oh. doing pretty well. When I thought about Arcade 1-Up, I thought, I feel really bad because this is such a high-quality thing to have in your home. I, I don't think it's going to sell, though, because of you know what you got here. This is too not retro for the kids, you know? <laughs> But uh, I, I got to so. tell you, I think they're doing well. So hopefully we, we will see more because, honestly, gosh, I can't stop bragging about the, the quality of this thing. I don't know why. It's, it's easy to put together. It all makes sense. Everything fits together very nicely. You could take it apart easily because it uses these big screws. Uh, it's just so simple. The design is so simple, yet it looks exactly like an arcade machine. Except the light-up marquee. There's no light-up marquee. It's a it's a beautiful marquee. You won't even miss it. It's under three hundred dollars. Get over exactly. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, what have you been playing lately? Uh, a couple weeks back, I was ta- talking about uh, Dragon Quest Eight. I'm still playing that, obviously, because okay. it's a huge RPG. I'm still chipping away at that. But I did have to take a break because while I was playing that game, it came to my attention that there was a new WarioWare title out. And while I haven't played every WarioWare title, I have played every WarioWare game on a handheld, which, in my opinion, is the way to play these games. Yeah, the Wii version did not work. Yeah, I heard the Wii version was very good. There was a Wii U version that people also were kind of tepid on. Mm -hmm. WarioWare Gold came out for the 3DS. Had to purchase it right away. I'm happy with it. I played through the story mode like I got the game, unwrapped it, and played through the story mode within the first two days of owning the game. Did you unlock Cloud? No, I didn't unlock Cloud. <laughs> it's not one of those type of games. There are hundreds of unlockables. Okay. Uh, but to my disappointment, a lot of the unlockables aren't really that cool. Oh. Yeah, you know, like in previous titles, you'd unlock little mini games or you'd play with the sound a little bit, have these toys that you could play with. Remote control vacuum would be one of the toys you mm-hmm. play with on the GBA. The things that are celebrating the history of Nintendo as a company were found in these titles. You know, the Rob, cust- Rob the custom gunman. Yeah. 
that vacuum I was discussing, even the card game aspect of the company, it was all kind of represented in, in these WarioWare titles. I like WarioWare as a franchise, but I really loved Wario Land. I was a big mm. uh, Game Boy player. Mm-hmm. I like six golden coins. I like the character of Wario. Yeah. And I feel like WarioWare kind of directed the character of Wario into a certain trajectory where he's not ever going to return back to where he was with the Wario Land series hmm. and that trajectory that we found in, you know, the Game Boy titles and the Game Boy Advance title and even the Virtual Boy title, which many people feel that that Wario game on the Virtual Boy is one of the best Virtual Boy offerings. Not oh, that yeah. That's yeah, a high bar to meet, but whatever. Oh, for my it's worth. gosh. <laughs> Those games are uh, great. I don't care what you say. I'm just saying what, you know, the the popular trend out there. Okay, saying. okay. With that said, I do like both of these franchises, but it's clear that this version of Wario is the one that the company uses the most. Particularly, you just brought up Unlocking Cloud. In Smash Bros, you're not looking at old school Wario with the purple suspenders and yellow cap. You're looking at this Wario with a helmet and goggles and biker outfit on, mm-hmm. which is very much from the Wario where franchise yeah what you're going to find in WarioWare gold is this curated collection of micro games that you've seen in previous titles i'm okay with that there are some new games but they don't go outside of the innovations that we've explored in the past it's all about mashing spinning and touching how about blow do you do blow you do. You use okay, the microphone a couple, a couple times. Well, a couple times. You, you do it whenever it comes up. But yes, the microphone is used using the stylus, turning the console and, and taking advantage of the accelerometers in there. And then, of course, with how the game, the whole franchise started was which it was just frantically mashing buttons, either <laughs> yeah. up or down or pick or yeah. or stomp or whatever it may be. That's all great. So you see those games return from previous titles. But sadly, the game does not utilize anything to do with the 3D feature of the console. Uh-huh. And I can understand why, depending on which console you're playing. If you're playing on an original 3DS <laughs> yeah. versus a new 3DS XL, you can have a different experience with the 3D feature, the 3D uh-huh. element that we discussed in previous titles. But I always felt like WarioWare did a good job of taking Nintendo's experimental technologies and implementing them. That's true. Maybe not with the first title, but certainly with Touched and definitely with Twisted. And I think you and I have talked about Twist in the past. It is one of my favorite WarioWare oh, titles. Fantastic, yeah. Right. And that one wasn't even on a system that had an accelerometer built in. The accelerometer for Twisted was built into the cartridge for Game Boy Advance. So that was disappointing to me. Some of the unlockables were disappointing. You're, You're getting trading cards. You're getting text messages from characters within the game. All the characters from the previous titles have returned. There's actually a new one. But it kind of fell flat. And what you're doing is you're grinding in these different challenge modes to earn coins to use in a capsule machine Mm -hmm. to randomly get these unlockables and you're hoping you get the mini games but most of the time you're getting these trading cards and text messages you know it's a phone where you you call and it's an answer machine and you're getting text messages from like jimmy or ashley or whatever i see it's it's kind of lame too much filler i would have preferred less unlockables to just get the quality unlockables that i was expecting give me some of the cool little toys 
uh, and give me some of the cool little mini games. There are good mini games in there, and there are cool toys in there. It's just a lot of effort to unlock them, and I have not unlocked all of them because I did kind of get burnt out on the game because of this. Hmm. I flew through the story immediately, and I enjoyed the story very much. I don't want anyone to feel like I didn't enjoy the game. I did enjoy the game. I did enjoy the story mode. It utilizes full voice acting through the story mode. Okay. Which is a first for this series. And this was one of few times I can remember a game actually making me laugh. I found the game to be genuinely funny mm-hmm. and show a lot of personality, which I do like because I feel like while... I do enjoy the WarioWare games. They didn't show the same personality as the Wheel Land games did in the past. Where, you know, where is this greedy dude and he gets stung by a bee and he blows up and he's inflated into a, a balloon to float up in the air and you utilize those elements to unlock different things in this puzzle sort of platforming game. Where WarioWare is like, I'm greedy. I want to make lots of money. So I'm going to pump out these little micro games, which fits with the character but doesn't explore more of his personality. Yeah, it's more weird than funny. Exactly. What I will say, too, is with previous WarioWare games, there are those elements where the game shows uh, clip art of actual people and things. Mm -hmm. And I always assumed that that was staff who worked on these games. I don't know if that's correct or not. Those are gone. So it's no longer bouncing a beach ball on the belly of a photo of a Japanese salaryman. Mm, mm. You'll do that minigame, but they'll replace that photo of somebody with some sort of animated character. Uh. It didn't hurt the game. It just felt like something was taken away from the legacy of this franchise. Yeah. So because of the lame unlockables... And because of the alterations and some of the, the cherished moments of a WarioWare game of not knowing what you're expecting, if it all has the same veneer, it kind of starts to feel the same, even though you might be doing different things because you aren't seeing those different art styles where like, you know, this is an anime and this is 8-bit and now here's a photo of a man for some reason. Right. It, taking that last element out, it doesn't feel as weird. Ah, uh, okay. And not utilizing the 3D feature... I feel like this is just the send-off to the, the franchise. Because now it's they, they didn't come in with new games. They came in with old games revamped. I don't know if it is. And I hope it's not. But I could see this. And, and, and we're in this weird flux period, too, with the 3DS, as we discussed a couple weeks back, where it's <laughs> like, are they going to keep supporting this system? and are they not, or, or are they just going to go full in with the Switch? Or are they going to try to balance between the two? I heard originally that they were going to stop producing the 3DS. Now, in a re- recent press conference, Nintendo said, no, they're going to keep supporting it. But you got to take everything with a grain of salt, too, you yeah. know, especially when it comes from Nintendo of America. Nintendo, of America, I re- remember <laughs> vividly Reggie standing there saying, we will support the Game Boy Advance and the DS. And that lasted all <laughs> but the time it took him to exit the stage and the Game Boy Advance was done. Yeah. And I remember Reggie specifically saying, the Nintendo DSi will never come to America, only to be told a week later that, yes, it will be released three months from now. So, like, whatever comes from Nintendo America, I don't really consider factual. So when they say that they're going to support 3DS still, 
we don't know if that's true or not. If this is the end of the franchise, it's sad to me. It is a good note to leave on, despite the things that I said that I don't like about the game, because the game is a great culmination of the franchise. It just doesn't offer anything new. Okay. Well, uh, one thing, I, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but now you can actually get the Luigi's Mansion GameCube version purchased yes. at for your Game Boy. Your 3DS, yeah. 3DS, yeah. That's great. That's good that they put that on there. And I, I heard it. it is a straight port. There is mm-hmm. nothing offered new in there. But it doesn't matter. Um, no, that was a great game, and a lot of people a, didn't have the GameCube. Yeah, a lot of people missed that game. And, hey, look, if you're new to the WarioWare scene, I think this is a great starting point. It's well-organized. It's a fun story mode. It will introduce you to all the mechanics that were previously introduced. It's genuinely funny. It just, at a certain point, I was just like, okay, I'm done. And I just put it away. Whereas I remember specifically with each of the other WarioWare games, Mm -hmm. whether it was Touched or Twisted or the original, I sat there and I wanted to unlock everything. And I thought that that's what I was going to do when I started playing this. And once I started unlocking stickers and cards, I was like, eh, you know what? I'm good. I got my fill of this. And I think that it's twofold. It's not just the fact that I didn't unlock anything exciting the first couple times I went through the challenge modes, it was also because it's like, well, I've played all this before. Mm-hmm. I, I've stomped on these Goombas. I've picked this nose. I've <laughs> balanced this beach ball. It wasn't like, oh, I'm tilting the camera to see behind buildings. And then going back to the DSi, I don't remember what it was. There was some DSi game that utilized tilting the game so you could see around objects. You didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be 3D, but you could have utilized the function of the 3ds to just implement a handful of more micro games yeah for the fans out there if you're a longtime fan of the series like me you probably already have it. you probably already played it and maybe you feel the same way as i do new people you think I think new people it's great yeah. I, I think people who have heard about the series and are interested in these reflex sort of micro mini games this is a great collection you're going to get all the best of the previous WarioWare titles in one package. I think it's good. There's 300 some odd mini games or micro games in here. Oh wow! And yeah, for for that alone, it's worth the purchase. I'll return to it. It didn't hook me like every other game has, so I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm ambivalent about WarioWare Gold. There's things that I really enjoyed about it, particularly the story mode. But then there's things where it kind of left me deflated. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, for 10 cents a mini game, you're okay. <laughs> I would agree with that, yeah, yes. It was it $30? Math. Well, all right now. Well, I knew it wasn't $300. <laughs> I knew they weren't going to be a dollar a piece. Is it $30 or is it like 40 Well, either way, between 10 get, and get, 12 cents. You get it for under $40. Okay. Uh, I think it goes for around like uh, 35 to 38 bucks. So for less than a cup of coffee... A year. You can get, <laughs> you could say boo to a B. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and by the way, <laughs> if you have an uh, iPhone, you can get Grumpy Cat. And the Grumpy Cat is the same thing as a WarioWare. Uh, except is that, it? yeah, when you unlock stickers, you unlock stickers and you can send your friends stickers of Grumpy Cat uh, eating a fish or uh, looking through binoculars or something. It's not get, bad. Getting spayed. Getting spayed, yeah, he gets his nuts cut off. That's why he's so grumpy. 
but it's it's cartoony grumpy cat and you, you take thorns out of his paw you know i'm i can't remember all the other ones one he's skydiving through the air and you got to catch fish and not get hit in the head with a brick or something i don't remember it's not that easy i just felt like mentioning that grumpy cat where <laughs> all right all right Okay, man. Well, I definitely want to get WarioWare, but hopefully it'll drop another ten bucks because I only want to pay pay ten cents per. Minute. I think it will. I think it's going to hit that Nintendo Select, you know, category, mm-hmm. and they'll drop it down. Maybe not to, to ten bucks, but I, I think it'll no. be around. The, what, what is that? That twenty dollar mark or that twenty five dollar <laughs> mark when they they drop them that low? I don't know. You know what? They never drop. They never dropped a price of things. Holy Christ! You know, I was buying. I'm not going to say what it is on the air. But I was buying a Switch game for somebody for their birthday. Yeah. And the digital download was more expensive than the physical copy, which struck yeah. me odd. Yeah that, yeah, that happens with with PlayStation games as well. And especially PlayStation when, when they give away a game, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, you get it for free or you could pay $45 for it. Hmm. That's such a good deal for the consumer. Just talking about myself, as someone that doesn't need the newest game right away... Right. They're not getting any money from me. <laughs> is, that, is that that $50 a year? They're getting one game a year from me. That's about it. So I wish everybody else would go that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope that you like what you've been playing lately. And uh, maybe we're going to start playing a, an arcade title and get back to you. Oh, all right. Maybe. Who knows? You never That's know. That's a surprise. Who, yeah, who Merry knows? Christmas. I, I don't even know. I don't know. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you like us. Bye-bye. Bye. And I bought a stereo. Wow, two speakers. It's wild. I got about a month ago, and uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> let me start this over. I'll never do it now. <laughs> this is the one bit we wanted bad. <laughs> the one bit that's gonna make me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway, bottle stereo. Okay, now. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, I get this stereo, and I, I have about a month. About a month I had it, and... <laughs> no, I bought a stereo. And I'm going to go away from this and come back to it, okay? No, I did. I bought a stereo. <laughs> No, but seriously, stereo me bought. Uh, so I'm, I'm listening to this thing, and then I heard the quad system with the four speakers, and I said, this is it. This is great. So I got rid of the stereo and got the quad. And this was the sound I was looking for. But I listened to it a couple of days. I said, hey, this sounds like shit. So I went out and I got the uh, dodecaphonic with the... 12 speakers, and uh, this was more to my liking for a while. 
But the ear gets uh, sophisticated pretty fast, and I got rid of that. Got the millophonic, the thousand speakers, and I'm listening to it. I say, hey, this sounds like shit, too. The other one was shit one. This is shit two. So finally, I got the Google phonic, uh, the highest number of speakers before infinity. It sounds like shit. So I said, hey, maybe it's a needle. So I had the old, uh, typical diamond needle and uh, searched around, finally got the moon rock needle. And, uh, cost me three million bucks for that. So now I have a Google Phonics stereo with a moon knock rock. <laughs> Beginning again. So now I have, so now I have a, uh, so now I have, I must be stoned. I thought it'd help, you know? Excuse me. So now I have a Google Phonics stereo with a moon rock needle. It's okay for a car stereo. Wouldn't want it in my house. But. Okay, I'm gonna do the whole thing over, all right? What else we got? For us, believe it now. 
Ready? Tell me why.